in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. All right, Mongols, we're back talking labor stories again. And this time we're going to touch on our second born because as we said last week, you know, no two births are alike. And it's cool that all of us moms can like talk about the whole birthing process, but everybody's is so different. And I think that's kind of cool that it is. Like you can all sympathize. So for me, for Griffin, everything, you know, was going smooth. He ended up being two weeks and one day early. So he wanted to be his brother. And it was funny because I was training this person to take over for me at work. And then they told me like the day that I actually ended up going into labor that they found another job. So like, I think stress might've moved it along for me because that night was when my water broke. And this time there was no pop. It was just water everywhere and it did not stop. And so (laughs) I was like, Andrew, it's happening. Then I remember I got in the car, like leaking everywhere. And then I get to the hospital and Andrew wheels me in on the wheelchair and I'm, and they're like, okay, you know, just going to be a minute. And meanwhile, water was still coming out of me, like (laughs) all over the emergency room floor. And the guards are like taking their sweet time. And I still feel bad because my fluids was all over the floor and (laughs) flipped on, they like slipped on it. It's like a movie. And then they get me back. And long story short, I was able to get the epidural. I'm pushing. And then they're like, let me check you one more time. And the lady checks me and she's like, oh, that's not head. That's the butt. So then they're like, we need to pivot. We need to do a C-section. Not what I was thinking at all. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not mentally prepared for this. Yeah. So they were fast and furiously wheeling me into the the next room. It all happened so quick after that. And then... And then, yeah, I had the C-section and he was here and that was just a crazy experience. Yeah, so that was Griffin. So again, I got to experience both and they're both equally challenging. Like, I don't (laughs) think I would, (laughs) I don't think I would say one was easier than the other. Not hard, hard in different ways. Yeah, that's oh. furious, so I can't complain yes. about that for me. No, Nev Kelly, completely different than Ren. My Julu was so worried that like, oh gosh, your second is going to come fast because your entire labor was six hours. So they were worried I was going to give birth on the 405, which, you know, in California during rush hour from Redondo Beach to UCLA could be like an hour and a half. So they were like, the minute you feel a contraction, go to UCLA. So... It's like 11 o'clock, I get a contraction, very mild, but then I started having anxiety, like, Kyle, I think we need to go, we need to get there. So we went and they were just like, you're four centimeters, yep, you're having contractions. But it wasn't like we're in where I woke up and I was like, oh God. I woke up the next morning, I was still four centimeters and they were like, just try to do some walking and get things going. I didn't want Pitocin, I didn't want anything else. So I just was gonna let it go at my own pace. But then at 6 p.m. the next day, they're like, we're gonna break your water. My doula's there, my doula's like, okay, Raquel, you gotta get up. Cause I was in the rocking chair, same thing. I wanted to be very zen. I don't like music. I need to be in my zone. I'm like, nope, nope, I don't wanna do this again. Like get me an epidural, give me the blissful epidural. So the doctor comes in and at this point I'm in the active labor. So he gives me a test dose in my back and I'm like, 
I, I don't feel right. I don't feel right. And they're like, you're going to feel great in like 10, 15 minutes. You're going to feel great. They're like, okay, lay down, lay down. And I, as I'm laying down, I just look at the nurse and I say, it's coming. And literally I just start pushing them out. And the nurse is yelling, delivery, delivery. The anesthesiologist is just like, uh, everyone's rushing in. And it's so funny. They come in and the doctor goes, honey, can you lift your leg? We need to cut the mesh underwear to get the baby out. I go, oh my God, I still had, I had it on. Like, <laughs> Neb was born in the mesh. Oh. <laughs> and then they were just like plopped around, like, here you go, you delivered your own child. So yeah, and then I, we have a picture of me with the nurse, basically <laughs> delivered. She's like, oh gosh, yes, yes it is. Oh. Yeah. So there you go, always different. So Lord knows what's gonna happen with this next, I don't even know. But I think that's it, you can't go in with any expectations. I think you have to go in with an open mind and my whole mindset is whatever it takes to have happy, healthy baby. It's fun to relive it. Not not fun, but kind of fun. And you forget about it. Like I forget, like I remember in my head, like, oh, this happened, this happened, but you forget the pain. You forget all of that. It's our final week talking finance with the amazing Nicole Harrison, licensed real estate broker. I've always wanted to build my dream house and almost did, but instead we decided to wait and buy a doomsday prepper house. True story. And we're still uh, fixing it up, but I still want to build that dream house someday. So how can Momogul's plan now, whether it's buying or building in this current housing market? Well, Raquel, my answer to that question is going to differ depending on which client I'm talking to and when, because there's really not a blanket answer. Building a home would seem like a logical choice for many, especially right now in the central Ohio market, we have very limited inventory. I think that's a national thing right now. That's not specific to Columbus or the central Ohio area. More buyers means steeper competition, right? And so generating unheard of offers on existing homes, cash offers, aggressive over asking offers, waiving of appraisals, waiving of inspections, even seeing buyers willing to pay the seller's moving costs. So when you are hiring an agent, it's important that you make sure you find one who really understands the current market. It affects your ability significantly to land a property right now. As an agent who helps both clients who buy and sell, I see how aggressive buyers can be when I get offers on listings I have, what strategic moves win in the end, because it's not always, surprisingly, about a dollar amount. The building option is sometimes the only option when you're looking at moving to a growing suburb. Tracked home builders that create housing developments prior to the pandemic were six to 10 months from start to finish. So sign a contract, six to eight to 10 months, you're in your house. Since 2021, we've seen timelines for building increase exponentially, some taking upwards of 12 to 24 months. So I kind of wanted to address a major misconception out there too, which is that taking a realtor with you when you want to build will somehow cost you more money for your build. It's not true because the builders have commission built in to their pricing and they don't discount it and give it to you as the buyer if you don't take a realtor. So it's just lost money. So sadly, a lot of people just assume they're saving money by not taking a realtor and that's just not the case. So, and, and the thing is, is you have to remember who does that builder rep, who's that salesperson sitting in a model home, who do they work for? It's not you. 
they work for that builder. So their goal is to help sell that builder for as much money as possible. They're not looking out for your best interest. So that's why it's important to have a realtor go through with you. Builders are gonna try and push their in-house financing. They get paid a kickback to get you to use their lenders, but it's not always the best option for you. So having a realtor and their network of trusted referrals could save you thousands of dollars in the long run. So it's important that you look at that. Do you think your builder is going to suggest that you hire a home inspector? No, right? They're going to say, well, it's new. There's nothing wrong with it. They won't even talk about it. A good realtor will though. They're going to suggest to you, hey, listen, we may want to have an extra set of eyes because I, as your realtor, I'm not a structural engineer. I'm not a home inspector, but I do have plenty at my fingertips. And I think it's important that you have somebody watching it. Another thing that comes up is who do you turn to when the builder isn't listening to your concerns or there's delays. Realtors, they go to bat for you with the builder, with the project manager, sometimes even with manufacturers of product to make sure that if an issue does arise, it doesn't fall on deaf ears. As realtors, we also have an extra set of eyes, again, to point out things of concern to be further investigated. This is why you need a realtor who's looking out for you. Uh, my goal in sharing this information isn't to bash builders at all. I share it to provide some insight into the process that if you don't deal with it every day, you're bound to miss out on a few things. And when you're spending that kind of money involved for a build, no one wants to waste money. Right now, there are material shortages, labor shortages, material cost increases that are massively affecting the timeline for moving. And unfortunately, you just kind of have to sit and wait until it's done. So buying existing has positive and negatives as well, but the path that you choose isn't going to be the same as everybody else. And so it's important to have an advocate for you in the buying process. Makes so much sense. Thank you, Nicole, again, for giving us tips and ideas for how to either build or buy our dream home. We truly adore you and we know who to call if we ever need real estate advice. And how can us Mongols reach you if they want more information? So if you want some additional insights into the real estate process, I would love a follow on Instagram. I post some helpful tips, whether you're building, you're buying, you're selling. You can give me a follow on Instagram at broker underscore Nicole, Facebook, or on our website at NicoleHarrison.com. Nicole, you are amazing. Thank you so much for schooling us this month. Absolutely. Mommy. Mommy. <sighs> Sadly, it is our last week with the amazing Chinwei SMI, Managing Director and Chief Compliance Officer for Legacy Franchises at Citigroup, podcast host and author of Brilliance Beyond Borders. And for our final week, we are unpacking the so-called American dream. So Chinwei, from personal experience and from speaking with so many other influential immigrant women in your book, what in fact does that dream really look like? So the American dream and one of the things we unpack in the book is traditional notions of immigrant success versus what I call immigrant success stories. So the traditional notions of immigrant success go something like immigrants come to the United States, they're resilient, they work hard and therefore they succeed. It's very simplistic. It doesn't really dig into, especially from a female perspective, what that journey really looks like. So some of some immigrants come from areas of conflict. So we had a woman who grew up in the Soviet Union. They lived behind the Iron Curtain. So there were Russian Jews, experienced discrimination. They were part of the refusenik movement where they couldn't practice their religion. They also couldn't rise in society 
But on the other hand, they couldn't leave. They were refused visas to leave the Soviet Union. So they were part of the refusenik movement. Another woman was in the Vietnam War. So she was a toddler, a child during the Vietnam War. Her family was literally airlifted from Vietnam to the U.S. But before they got to the U.S., there were multiple refugee camps. And so understanding what that journey really looks like. So coming to the United States and sometimes experiencing bias in the workplace as women, right? Or other forms of discrimination, racial discrimination, whatever forms of discrimination they encounter. So thinking through how did they overcome that? And it's not just a simplistic story around resilience. For a lot of these people, it involved doing a lot of inner work. Some of it was going to therapy for the woman who's the Vietnam War survivor. She actually had to be diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder because she had a recurring episode during the Rodney King riots in LA. So after that episode, it took another therapist who was a World War II survivor to say, oh, this is actually PTSD that you're having. And that was when, when she got the correct diagnosis, that was when she actually started addressing it for what it was rather than just being medicated, which is what had happened previously and it wasn't effective. And for her, part of the healing was also storytelling. She actually won a couple of Emmys for films that she produced about the Vietnam War because it was really essential to heal from all that they had gone through, all the trauma, the refugee camps, and also the survivor's guilt that a lot of them had. Why did I get to come to the United States and others did not? And so that whole process, and one of the other women also lost a young child. He was less than two years old. So I know a lot of moms listening, just imagine having a toddler who passes away at daycare while she was at work. And so we talked about what that healing journey looked like and how she needed to get support. And she was very, very adamant about the fact that sometimes immigrants from their families, they get discouraged from getting therapy and the fact that, oh, you're an immigrant, you can handle anything. And handling anything doesn't mean doing it on your own. So the importance of getting the right kind of help as we go through this. Brilliance Beyond Borders is we cross the literal borders of coming into the U.S., the immigration borders. But then when we get here, sometimes there are also borders. So it's really embracing that brilliance and living that joy and what the journey looks like in getting there. And as I was reading your book last night, one of the profiles, which I find so interesting and you bring up a lot is this obstacle, right? We Everyone has, oh, my dreams are going to come true in America. And this one story is about this woman whose parents were in China and they come over and they were wealthy and successful and he couldn't get work because he couldn't even get his papers or was working towards a green card. So it's like the dream when it becomes a reality, it's going from success in your other country and then coming here and it looks completely different or you don't feel as valuable here. Can you talk about that a bit? Yes. In their case, as you were mentioning, they had a lot of people misrepresenting to them about the status of his visa. So for a while, they they were really challenged in that American dream, but the family persevered. And one of the things that Singai talks about is she learned through that process how to communicate, how to ask for what she needs. And because of that, today, 
She's not afraid of difficult conversations. She knows what it's like to lean into the uncomfortable conversations and still communicate and still ask her what you need. I think the book is really about not giving up on that dream because a lot of these women, we find that today they are living that success. Although one of the themes we talk about is continuing to innovate. So there's no destination really. As long as we're alive, we have to keep iterating and innovating and navigating life. We move through all the different conflicts and a lot of them were very great in sharing what were the practical ways that they moved through what they were going through. And I'll share with you, we had a book launch event in Houston. And one of the women, not someone who came up to the mic, was helping out with the event. Was She was working for one of the uh, vendors at the event. And she said to me, she was a top level executive in her country before she came to the US. And she had given up on ever accomplishing success in the US. And she said, it was destiny that I'm sitting here today and I'm listening to you. And I know my dreams are possible and I have a path that I can follow to my dreams. And she just said, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for sharing these stories and thank you for this message and thank you for this work. You're and making me cry. <laughs> I was I was blown away because she didn't come up to the mic. This was behind the scenes, yeah. but this is what the book is about, mm -hmm. right? It's about helping bridge that gap between our highest potential and what we're living in the moment and, and really giving people the tools to, to bridge that gap, to, to, to move towards their dreams, to get the support they need, the mentoring, whatever it is to make those dreams a reality. I love that. The sky's the limit, right? Well, Chinway, thank you for being here. Words cannot express how honored we are to have you on Mom Goal this month. Um, you shared your story, which shines a light on such important topics and your book and the profiles of these amazing immigrant women um, are sure to give so many others the courage to do the same. So Mom Goals, please go to chinwaysmi.com slash book or anywhere books are sold to purchase your copy of Brilliance Beyond Borders today. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. We adore you. We adore you. Thank you. Love Jinwei. you guys so Love much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right, Mom Goals. That's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Want more Mom Goal? Follow us on Instagram at Mom Goal. And don't forget to leave us a review.